The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. And welcome to the Sci-Fi Podcast. My name is Tony Harper. I'm your host. And with me today, I have Matt Johnson. Say hi, Matt. Hello, guys. How are you? He is the podfather. It's the <laughs> studio here that I'm recording this podcast in. Um, if you want some more information, please check out his website at the Podcast Precinct. Right? Yeah, Facebook page. Um, if you need to reach out, uh, thepodcastprecinct at gmail.com. And, uh, of course, our website, which is this wonderful podcast, is being hosted on bicbp-radio.com all right guys so this is my first episode so what i'm going to do for this first episode is walk you through how i plan on doing my episodes here so what i would normally do and of course i forgot my notes today would be over (laughs) off to uh, a hot start hot start (laughs) yeah i started my morning at like 2 a.m we kind of discussed that beforehand (laughs) brother accident all kinds of fun stuff um so what I'm going to do, and I'll still do it now, but I'm going to, it's going to be a little bit hotter because instead of having my notes, I'm going to have to just pull my news up directly from my phone. Um, and I might do that on occasion, depending upon what I have coming up anyway. But on my weekly podcast, because I do plan on doing this, try to do this weekly Perfect. as much as possible. Uh, I plan on doing the news first, uh, spending between about five and 25 minutes on the news, um, allowing my guests to comment on the news or anything else that comes up on it. And then we will go into the show itself. So part of this show and the first part is that I'm going to introduce myself, tell you a little bit more about me. I'll give Matt Johnson a chance to tell himself a little bit about you. And I'll go through my little guest questions that I will do for most guests. And then we will get into the topic of the day, which... Is really a, how do we define sci-fi? Yeah, it's a good question. So good that's question. what we're going to work on today. So the first thing I got to do is find my new sci-fi news on my news app here. Um, also, because I have a bunch of Star Wars news in here. What is this? Star oh, Wars yes. vision statue. No, that one's not really news. Oh. Uh, this is why I do it, because it's so hard to find science fiction news <laughs> that I actually literally have to write it down ahead of time yeah. to find stuff. Because it's all over the place on the net. There's no great place to find it. So if you guys, when you are commenting back to me or anything like that on my socials, you'll be able to find me on Facebook. You'll be able to find me on Instagram. You'll be able to find me on YouTube and on Twitter, all at the Sci-Fi Update. Yeah, so what we can do when we get going, so... um we can post those links like in your episode description so people could just click on it and just be directed right to it, whether they're on Apple, Spotify, or they, you know, they listen on our website. So that'll make things a little easier. All right. So here's one of the things I was going to tell you guys about. They're talking about doing an I Am Legend sequel. Yes. Yes, Done I did from, see that. Uh, with Michael B. Jordan and Will Smith. And do a sequel to that. I'm just going to click over some of these news things so that you guys know what we're going to talk about a little bit here. Uh, no, I don't care about photo ops with Patrick Stewart. Although, <laughs> we will talk Star Trek today. Um, that's the thing. Like, I really want to just get into news. A lot of this is commentary yeah. stuff that I found, which is why I was writing down notes to try to figure out where all the actual news was at. And when we're talking about sci-fi on my channel, I will – and we're going to skip the news for the most part now because I'm <laughs> – Frustrated? Yeah. I'm it's, hey, it's, episode one. it's episode it's one. Episode it's episode one. A... Everything's going to be messed up. Mm, no, it's me. Everything's going to be messed up. You guys will get used to it if you plan on listening to this. Nothing ever goes smooth or perfect for me. Um, like I said, I started my – Morning this morning at 2 a.m., then get back to sleep to about 6 a.m., and then got a two-hour cat nap before I came back in here to record this live in the studio Sunday morning. Lots of fun. Um, so science fiction, 
what am I going to talk about? What do I want to do? I Science fiction is such a broad range and not a broad range category. I wholeheartedly agree. I think too often the the sci-fi gets just thrown in. Just, it's just a generalized pop culture, right? People just think anything, not anything, but a vast majority of stuff like comic book, I feel like gets often tied. Comic book movies sometimes get tied into sci-fi a little bit. And I yeah, don't look up the news on all that stuff. Half of them are Marvel. Marvel does this. Marvel does that. I mean, Marvel is sci-fi ish, but that's not really what to I want to go for. Right. Certain aspects of it are sci-fi. And that's but... the, the superhero movies are the same thing. So like, what did I just binge watch here? Oh, the boys diabolical by Diabolical just came out on Thursday or Friday night okay. on uh, Amazon Prime. If you haven't seen it, see it. It'll take you two hours to binge watch all of it. it <laughs> okay, is animated shorts. Okay, and um, but the the V that the little serum thing that's that's something that people consider to be sci-fi. And I'm like, mm, that's not really sci-fi for me. So what I really want when I'm talking science fiction is I want science in my fiction. Right. Like I want it to be as accurate as possible. I want it to be. Like, I don't mind, like, warp drives or hyperdrives, those things, because some of those things are theoretically possible. And if you, you go through the news, you see which ones are theoretically possible, point. which ones aren't. Right. Um, but a lot of fantasy also gets into it. So, like, Star Wars, a lot of people consider both sci-fi and fantasy at the same time. I, I would agree with that. Sci- Star Wars, is that's where my, like, base sci-fi love is. But I certainly I, – I can certainly agree with that. There's a lot of whimsical features, um, you know, like the Force and, and that stuff. But the science is there with, with some of the technology you see in those movies, the ships, the, the lightsabers, a lot of the weaponry. That's all stuff that's certainly believable to be possible at some point. But right. we're never going to Well, get... I mean with, within certain things, like <laughs> like the Force, is, is that believable or not believable? I mean they try to in like episodes one through three – Say metichlorines and try to actually define the the physical possibility aspect of the force, it. right? Yeah, I wish they would have just left that the fuck alone. <laughs> a little bit more mysterious. Be, I think it would have be been a better story if yeah. they just left that alone. I get it. Like when I first ran across, I'm like, eh, it's not a bad idea. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, this is actually a distractor from the entire thing. So like, because the more you think about some of that stuff, you just like, ugh. No, I agree. I agree. That was one of the weird things that one of the weird things, uh, one of the some of the weird things that George Lucas did to the Star Wars franchise. Another problem with sci-fi that I know because uh, I do plan on talking about books, movies, TV series, video games, yeah, maybe even additional podcasts. Like Anime made me do it. And, um, those are my friends here that. Do a podcast here. Yeah, shout out uh, Tyler and uh, Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Good dudes, man. I wish I could see them more often than I do, but uh, love having them here on the network. They're good people. But the problem with sci-fi itself is sci-fi tends to talk about the bigger societal issues, right? So a lot of people will read a sci-fi book or watch a sci-fi episode and be like, I don't like it. The characters are too flat. They're designed to be flat in that way because we're talking more about society, than the characters itself. Um, and I have yet to find an extremely good example. There are a couple of them that do um, both the science fiction, like the broad societal-based stuff and the human-based stuff, like The Expanse. Right. Um, if you read that or watched that, that that was phenomenally done by Sci-Fi Network, though. I mean, that was great when they did that initially. And then when Amazon Prime picked it up for the last three seasons, I thought they kept going with it. I thought it was phenomenally done. Um, it's not 100% exactly to the book, but it's not bad. The Part of the people's problems with some of that stuff is, again, it's the space battles. In the book, they, they talk of it as more of a passing engagement because when you're really talking about drives and how they work and that kind of stuff, trying to get stuff up to speed. It stays at that speed. So right. it would be really just a quick passing engagement in a true sci-fi battle right? without a way to quickly reduce or flip gravity on its head, and there's nothing out there that says we can do that. Right. So I I thought that was well done. I do kind of understand part of the visuals. It kind of extended that and made it look like they were closer, and it wasn't, I mean, eh. It's an artistic take on it. Um, but if you're into the whole series and you've read all of it and watched the stuff, you would see that it was done fairly well. 
Um, what I wanted to get into today, though, was um, a little bit of Star Trek because you know what popped me a little bit here because I bought Paramount Plus. Okay, uh, I have heard good things about it. That we're so <laughs> sorry, God. we're so like streaming serviced out right now at my place. We have everything, and I'm just like, what do we get rid of? Like to to make room for another one? It's it's gotten that ridiculous. You don't. Know, I get it. I get it. I. I actually have limited my stuff. Like, I don't have Hulu. It's one of the few ones I don't have. I understand that. Yeah, I understand that move. It, there's um, there's some decent, I mean, decent stuff on Hulu, but uh, it's it's one of those ones where I could live without. But I drop total TV, like, other than over-the-air stuff I'll pick up for, like, sports games or yeah. local news or something like that. It's all streaming for me as the other it's just so much more convenient. And, and if, if you know how to pick your battles with the streaming service game, it's a lot cheaper. It's the ones that like have every is, streaming service yeah, that are like like yeah I'm dropping cable is too expensive and then they get every single streaming service and it's about the same if not pretty damn close to or a little bit more depending upon which, yeah which exactly they pick up there are a ton out there yeah um, that you can get so again I started watching Star Trek Picard um, and then recently this week as part of the news and in commentary there was an um, a petition to take Picard and Discovery right out of Star Trek canon. And Why I, is that? I kind of get this a little bit because Picard kind of um, delved more into characters and character development, mm-hmm. and it changed not from just Gene Roddenberry's overall societal things, and it really... And I think both with Star Trek and, I mean, both with Picard and um, Discovery, they did a lot of stuff that if you were in the military like I was, like, it just goes against military stuff. And Starfleet always was like a military entity. Always, yeah. That was, I mean, that was the the, the primary, I I was going to say primary focus, but that was the the primary basis of, of Star Trek's identity. Basically. Right. I mean, it's it's a peacemaker group. It's like a police force type of thing. Yeah. So you have to have that military, like, upbringing and all that kind of stuff. And, like, Discovery, like, I watched the first episode, and you have the first officer trying to knock out the captain and arguing with other subordinates on the bridge. <laughs> like, that shit would never happen or fly in the military. And if it did, like... People would be spaced. Right. I just it, – no, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yes, yeah, spaced. Just set them out there. I agree. It, it's – I don't know. Like it's, it's so weird. I think it's like they – the way that a lot of things are done now, the source material, the original concepts and ideas, they, they sometimes get abandoned for this just need to be edgier, right? And, and it, I, I guess it's like – attention spans it is people you gotta see you gotta see the drama like oh wow i really want to see uh you know people disrespecting their 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 officers and being insubordinate that's so cool and edgy and i just i don't understand like and and that like it takes away from the original concept uh, you know the, the original ideas of how the you know the 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 levels of of leadership that go on you know with starfleet for example and with a lot of you know just just i mean across a lot of different sci-fi and pop culture avenues people just like to go for that edge of your route yeah uh, and and i get that in some respects but it's <sighs> I think that, and that's why it's perfect to do this on a sci-fi podcast. It says a lot about our society and where we're at. That's actually you a know, really good point. Yeah, Star Trek was that ideal society is nobody's homeless, nobody's poor, nobody wants for anything. Right. So what are we going to do now? Well, we're going to expand our minds. We're going to improve our selves, our human being selves, to the best human we can be. Right. Um. And that's totally been gotten thrown out with Discovery and and a little bit with Picard. Although I, I found Picard interesting, I, di- I didn't mind this one so much. I haven't gotten to season two, but that just released this week. Yeah, I think people were just, I mean, excited to see uh, Patrick Stewart return to <clears throat> to that role because it was, you know, that I'm not guess it definitely wasn't his start, <laughs> but it, for for me, like you know, growing up and that his you know his run with Star with Star Trek was my first impression of Star Trek. Like growing up, I had a John Luke Picard 
action figure, a Patrick Stewart action figure, and it was my favorite thing. (laughs) It was my favorite (laughs) thing. And if I ever find one at one of those resale stores, whatever, I'm going to buy it just for the sake. That like I'm not even oh, overall I'm not like a huge Star Trek fan. I've always respected it. Um, I I know you know it, so many great talented actors and actresses come out of the, the you know that franchise, and but and it's you know it's impact on science the science fiction genre. But um, but well, yeah, that was my early like earliest impression. I knew Star Trek before I knew Star Wars. It was Gene Roddenberry's um, whole deal with all that because Gene Roddenberry really had a lot in that 80s through 90s time frame of developing almost all sci-fi that we saw right. on TV and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know how old you are, but like I was... 30, almost 31. So 91. I was a 91 baby. You were born in 91. Yeah. I was born in 76. Star Trek... <laughs> fudged. <laughs> Next Generation came out in 87. I was 11 years old. Wow. Okay. I wanted to be Wesley Crusher type of thing. Okay. All right. So you say that, but like I grew up as a young kid, like um, five, six, seven, with my parents, and my, my grandparents, and my aunts and uncles, all the stuff watching original Buck Rogers or original Star That's Trek. That's the golden era of science fiction, in my opinion. When I like Flash Gordon, all that stuff, I, I know that, that sometimes that gets, you know, um, it's debated, but like when I sit back and think, but that's like the golden era of sci-fi because we're entering the space age. Nobody knew enough science to say yes. whether something was possible <laughs> or not possible as well. That is true. That um, is also true. But no, and also, I mean, when we talk about Isaac Asimov and all those um, authors from around that time frame as well, it really is. And they actually sat there and thought about those big societal things like with iRobot. Right. Um, you know, and if you design a robot, like what were the three laws it absolutely had to have type of thing, right? Um, man, I just lost my train of thought. So, uh, we were getting hot, hot in Star Trek, Picard. hot in Star Trek, hot Picard, in Star Trek. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I was enjoying it and enjoying kind of like parts of it. Like there was another part of it though that really kind of pissed me off it was like why would starfleet all of a sudden destroy a sentient life form because right. what they do is um for those of you who haven't seen it yet and spoiler it's coming up here is um <laughs> if you haven't already you've had time. a couple you've had time you've had a couple that we're, <laughs> we're also late out there but um starfleet destroy decides to destroy all cybernetic or all ai based artificial based life forms right advanced artificial based life one. Like they're still cool with the holographics and the computer limiting stuff, but once they actually had their own separate brain, like data positronic type of brain there, um it was and I kinda get where they're going with it, but I just I just didn't see Starfleet destroying all of it because Mars got blown up without doing any kind of investigation on what was going on and what looked like was covering up investigation stuff. Like nobody, I think, in the 24th century or whatever that time frame is, it could have been the 25th century. I forgot where Ricard actually is. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, would would sit there and believe it. Just like right now we have so much people in our society right now – even with something as simple as COVID here, whether they believed it was man-made or artificial or natural. Yeah. And what happened with all that stuff and whether all the steps we took were necessary or not necessary now that we're coming away from it. Right. Um, and the people that look at science would be like, hell yeah, the vaccination saves a lot of lives. And the people that look are just numbers, but like, did it actually save that many lives? Because by the time we get done with this and we start crunching numbers, how many additional lives we might have lost because of hospitals and other things that because we didn't treat them for COVID. Right. But that same could have been said is if we didn't vaccinate or do anything like that, how much overloaded our hospitals would have been at the time frame and how many more deaths we could have gotten because of that as well. Certainly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be for future society to decide whether we played this right or not <laughs> yeah it's um, not our call not it's our call not our call yet. at all and and i can see pluses and minuses on that but i i'm a big vaccine believer even though there's a lot of people out there that think they're hogwash right um the the vaccines save lives it prepares your body to do this kind of stuff and i think 
in the future, like here's my sci-fi take right here, is we will have corporate or man-made viruses that are going to go around, and the only way it's going to save your ass is if you're willing to take these vaccines right. to, to do it. Create the problem, create the cure. It's like a... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you, you know capitalism and yeah, the way it is. Yeah, and that's what people are believing that happened right here, right now already. It's true. It's you true. Know, we created the problem and the cure at the same time. Money, money, money. Go, go loose. You know? Yeah. And those poor countries are still dealing with it. They are. They are. And that's what the Star Trek type of thing is. Like we didn't allow that to happen. We would go and help those individuals. But again, Starfleet was kind of like the U.S. in a lot of ways, too. The Starfleet would deal with Starfleet first before handing out to a bunch of other people. Right, right. So. Yeah. It is It, it is kind of reflective of, I guess, our society. And that's it, it's, it's an important aspect of Star Trek and out of a lot of it, you know, science fiction, too. It's just it's like our society just amplified you know, in just much cooler ways in some cases. A lot of cooler ways. That's a lot of cooler I, ways. That's why I enjoy science fiction and why I I read a lot, I watch a lot, um, and thoroughly enjoy the medium of science fiction. So that should give you guys a great basis of what we're going to talk about on our episodes here. Um, that was kind of the primer. Uh, I'm going to introduce myself a little bit better to you guys Um and then we'll we'll kind of go into another topic. Sure, sure. Because, I mean, 20 minutes here is not nowhere near long enough. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. So that, that's not that really what? what I was going to yeah, Oh, yeah, we're still, we're still, we're still, still really, really, <laughs> I should still be doing news when I haven't gotten the news done. I'm trying not to cuss for this, too. So that's, I, that will be impressive. That's, hey, you part. can if you want. You can I if you want, want, but you want I, a professional. I might. Yeah, I'm trying to keep it. I respect it. I respect keep it, it down and out of there. Just like I won't talk about work. Yeah, don't um, do that. <laughs> don't do you that. You know, nobody, nobody can afford not to work, and I can't say something on here that would make it so that I can't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't do that. <laughs> um, podcasts don't make a lot of money. At least starting off, they don't. No, it takes a um, long time. Long time. So, uh, like I said, I'm 46. I'm married. Uh, I got a couple of kids. My kids will probably come on these podcasts here once in a while. I How many you got? To do. I got two, two. two boys, a 16-year-old and a 13-year-old. No so, kidding. That's awesome. Um, yeah. They, they they love sci-fi as much as you do? One does. One is meh. Blase. He, he sort of Fortnite. likes it. Sort of likes it. Um, <laughs> is, he a for, is he a Fortnite or is he one of those guys who just video games and that's his only sci-fi? <laughs> No disrespect. No, no disrespect. A, a little bit, but they, they're both heavy gamers. I got you. Okay. They're both kind of heavy gamers. I'm a heavy gamer. As yeah. Well, so. I do enjoy it. Um, I totally get that. Um, I, I like I said, I like sci-fi in all mediums, including animated and uh, non-animated. Like um, Star Trek Lower Decks on Paramount Plus was a phenomenal show if you watch it. It was funny. It was kind of like... Um, Simpsons, funny, kind of like uh, Rick and Morty type, like funny type of stuff. Right. Um, very enjoyable. I like Rick and Morty. So that's a good show. I I was a late bloomer to the Rick and Morty. Not to, not to cut off your intro. Late, late, late and I found, where did I find it? Were the episodes on YouTube? They I think they been. had episodes on YouTube at one point, but, oh, Fire Stick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Uh, Man, not I just been illegally hack and download videos or stuff. No, I totally did it the legal way. Um, uh, no, and that show is amazing. That, that shows that I didn't even like that. Didn't even, didn't even cross my mind that that's sci-fi, but it's like it's it is top. Rick it's top is tier. Sci-fi. I, it, I, it completely escaped me, but it's it's totally top tier sci-fi. It's <laughs> every like aspect of sci-fi and makes fun of sci-fi tropes and all that stuff. It it's makes so fun good. of it all. Yeah, it's the same thing with Lower Decks. It was making fun of the tropes, making fun of there, and it's hard to be tropey in sci-fi too because it's such a broad range of things. Correct. That yeah. Literally fall into it. Right. But there are specific tropes to it. Um, but they just won't fit all sci-fi. Right. Um, there are murder mystery sci-fi things. There are murder, um, straight-up suspense ones. There are some drama ones. Um, space opera, which is something I didn't realize was a thing, even though I enjoyed David Weber's books and the Honor Harrington series. Okay. Um, 
been pushing for them to make it in a TV show or movie <laughs> for a while. Maybe we can get enough clout on your show and uh, you can get it to happen. Maybe. That would be phenomenal. It would be great <laughs> to have David Weber out here. Um, I know he does something like that, but I think he lives out in like Milwaukee or something. Yeah, like we got Zoom. We got we're Zoom. in the greater Buffalo area here, so. <laughs> we got Zoom. That's what I pay for the Zoom for. <laughs> <laughs> we might get him on Zoom call. We we'll go. see. There we go. See, that would be for you guys to help us do. Um <laughs> But that is one of those mediums that that does a lot of that society thing. It does individual character development. It does everything, but it's taken like fifteen, twenty books that are all between five hundred and eleven hundred pages. Right, really be able to say everything about everything the same way. Right, along with developing. What I liked about it as well is it developed new war tactics as things gone on. And and he actually predicted it was like, well, we can't leave. I mean, anytime you have a war, things advance. All right. Um, And right now. Yeah, that is true. A bad war going on over there in Russia. Yeah, Russian Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah. It is cool. Not to side tangent, but it it is cool to see kind of human spirit come from that. Outside, you know, outside of world leaders, but you know, all the all the good that is, I think has come from it, even though it's hard, it's really bleak. It looks really bleak, and you know, it, it is it is cool to kind of look at. There is, and yeah. there's a lot of things. Hopefully, society will learn from this. Yeah, um, I think it like you know, one of the, the interesting turnarounds that like the like Russian people do not want this, and I think they that's don't. But they were they were smoked, blinded, smoke, and this is going to be the problem when internet, and I say when here. Internet is um, just everywhere sanitized. Right. And it, it's already happening in the U.S. You guys um, lost your chance way back in 2004 when FS, FCC changed its regulation and they're now allowed to throttle the Internet. Yeah. It took them a while to be able to, to do it properly, but you're now theoretically allowed to throttle the Internet, decide what's available, what isn't, plus society is pushing for those kind of things as well. You can't talk about just about anything you want on Facebook. You That's can't true. talk about anything you want and a lot of this stuff. And this was already predicted by sci-fi. Right. 1984. Yeah. Thought, oh, yeah. Yeah. This is, see, this is even it makes the show even way more important when you look at those parallels. That's, that's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you just and, blew my mind. And I and I do a lot of that where I just think, so you're going to find me lose my train of thought on certain tangents because my mind just works this way. I can pull all these various things together and see how they kind of fit. But I don't always have the greatest memory to remember exactly what was written down or exactly what this was. Sometimes. Right. No, so, I got you. I got you. Uh, what about you, man? What do you do? What's your um, interest in sci-fi? Oh, so my biggest sci-fi interest is hands down, it's Star Wars. That's like absolutely phenomenal. We'll, we're going to do a separate Star Wars. I I look forward to that idea. We're actually starting up a Star Wars, a once a month Star Wars show called "The Airing of Grievances." <laughs> That's great. It has, it, it has very little to do with the actual how we're going to go with our show, but I was like, I came up with it. I'm like, I cannot let somebody else get their hands on that name. So um, we're, we're starting that up soon. I think we're going to drop May the 4th for our first episode. But that's that was my, like, it was so, it was much more action heavy. So for everything that I appreciate, the, the, you know, the, the glitz and glamour of Star Trek, the big ships, um, the cool costumes, the, you the like cool the creatures, and the fight. Yeah, I'm Michael Bay's wet dream. Uh, <laughs> Transformers. Oh, I almost brought my Transformers. I'm yeah, going to bring it on the one thing, but I bought a Robeson uh, Optimus Prime. And if you don't know what Robeson Optimus Prime is, you need to YouTube this right now. Everybody on my channel, YouTube this right now. Robeson. Uh, I got an op- actually, I got a Optimus Prime up there. I don't know if it's an original or not. Um, it's it's pretty old and it's heavy it's, as heck. It's pretty old and pretty heck. This is the brand new one that just came out last year. Okay. Um, pushed by Hasbro for a Comic Con, and it sold out so quickly that they were like, well, "We're going to do another limited release on it." <sighs> this thing isn't cheap. How much to go for? Uh, retail price was seven ninety nine. Unless you're at the Comet, it was six ninety nine. Seven dollars ninety. No, <laughs> I wish my wife would be a lot happier if that was. I'm hoping it's a collectible. 
So what this is is voice activated, automatic transforming Optimus Prime Get out of that here. will move and do that. You control it with your phone. You control it. I am going to do, and you guys will see this a uh, review of that. Yeah, Optimus you definitely Prime should. Transformer. It won't be done here at the studio here, though, so it'll be a separate little video yeah. released from my I get uh, not bringing basement. that thing over here. I get, I get it. But uh, <laughs> I thought about it, though. I definitely thought about bringing it in here to show you and, and put it on the air here. Uh, well, I can give you a click on your YouTube channel. That'll, have, that'll, have, that'll, that'll, be, uh, that'll um, help me do it. But, yeah, Star Wars was just so much more. I, I'd appreciate the action essence of it the lightsabers which is cool i mean who didn't want to have a lightsaber right you see them one of those things like oh absolutely right and i used to love the, those plastic ones that they used to get out where it's where you, you hold the button down you throw it out and it goes yeah until those <laughs> things launch out the ends man you can <laughs> you could throw it around enough they would and beat them up enough that they would launch out the ends i do appreciate I the, new, the newer ones they, they run about a buck uh, 150 the force effects big. ones yeah i had a anakin skywalker one He's my he's my favorite character, and um, I brought it to my stag party for people to do pictures with. We had a photo booth, and somebody hit something too hard and broke and broke one of the lights. So I want to find a new one, but there's the the resale on the resale market. They're so expensive. They are. They're so expensive. And but, you can buy them directly from the the site that manufactures them for a little yeah. bit cheaper. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna. They only make so many. A year, right? So, but yeah, those things were were amazing. But yeah, I mean, I grew up on those. That was something cool I could take home and you know do. Like that, that was another thing. Like so, for Christmas, I'd get like the uh, the Luke and Darth Vader lightsaber. And my dad, who was you know, I get he he was like my only like hangout person at that right. time because I, I didn't live in a neighborhood full of kids. But we we you know we we'd fight with the you know we we play Star Wars and and all. He he would take time out of his day to to do that. With me, which I you know always appreciated, and yeah, just the, like just everything, just the toys. I just you know Star Trek it was so I guess abundant in its content where you know you can flip on <laughs> you can flip on the TV any day of the week and you're gonna find something Star Star Trek, but Star Wars At on the, the other time hand, you were in there, it was both were pretty like you know like my second love after Star Trek was actually. Um, or not Star Trek, or Star Wars, because Star Wars was one of the first ones, but Robotech, okay, was one of my first high sci-fi, and it's an animated series. Um, and I keep trying to push those a holes on enemy, maybe <laughs> do it to talk about it, but they won't even watch the original <laughs> stuff. It was released in the 1980s, early 80s. It actually came out on on Fox, and um you know, young boy or whatever, and Fox was in Canada at the time, and nobody previewed what it was. Right. They showed a little booty and a little tea oh, uh, on Saturday morning cartoons because nobody bothered to preview any of this stuff. Yeah. So they're just like, oh, here you go. <laughs> there's, there's some B&T. Uh, so interesting. That was, that was great. Um, but that was like my first one. Um, Big Love was that and Star Wars itself. But uh, Star Trek – and, and like the Buck Rogers, those were all like, eh, they were cool, but that was kind of old stuff for me. Yeah. Um, not so much the um, Kurt Star Trek, but Buck Rogers was even older than that. Right. Um, That's 50s, right? That goes back to the 50s and 60s, somewhere okay. in that time frame. I don't have the exact numbers. I can't remember it. Okay. Uh, or the even the original Battlescar Galactica. Was put out around that same time frame as well. Right, right. Yeah, one of our other guys that. who does a podcast here, he's he's big into that old old style sci fi stuff. Rich Moranto. Um, I might have to talk to him. He's a he's here. he's a he's a great guy. I yeah, love having him around. But um, I think now, if I went back and and like took time to divulge in, in Star Trek. I would appreciate it more. I just feel like it's more story driven. It's it's it a lot is. more story driven. It's a lot driven. more story driven. It's more about the human condition yeah. than um, Star Wars. Star mm. Wars is more action based, right? And, more... and you know, as, as such an impressionable young kid, 
you like that that stuff. You like the the and the pew pew and, and <laughs> pew pew. Yeah, uh, I, you love you love that stuff. And, <laughs> yeah, and Thundercats so, and all that kind of stuff. But I, I had so many Star Wars toys. The video game. I mean, obviously the video games were really not bad. You know, I, I I'm so jealous of kids nowadays. I, we're so spoiled. We're so spoiled. But like, it, it's funny because I, you know, I haven't told it. I, I've told the story to a few people, but the first time that my parents took me to go see a Star Wars movie, I fell asleep. <laughs> It was when A New Hope got re-released in 97. Okay. Re-released. Re-released. Re-re-re-released, whatever it was at that point. Uh, But when A New Hope got re-released in 97... I, I the opening you know scene happened where you know it's it's, it's the droids and the de- and Tatooine and I don't remember anything after that and it, I woke up when the credits were like dun, 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 you know like blaring and my dad like my dad's like you, you snore through that whole thing <laughs> this is at I don't know how, how familiar you are with the Niagara Falls area but uh, this is the old GCC theater by the Summit Park Mall. I do know the Summit Park Mall, but I don't remember. There was a theater across the street behind – there was like that home medical thing. There was an old movie theater right behind there, and that's where that was at. I didn't spend my entire life here in western New York. I got you. I got you. um, I did as a kid up until about 85, 86. My mom sold her house off of LaSalle in North Buffalo. Okay. Okay. they still can't get the same price that she sold it for in 85 or 86. Really? Today. Oh, yeah. It's not a great neighborhood now. <laughs> uh, but um, we moved all around. I moved up to Amherst at that point in time. So literally I was a bike ride up to um, Boulevard and um, what's the one? Century Mall before it became the strip mall. Okay. Place. Okay. It was called the Century Mall prior to that. Okay. So I'd I'd ride up to there to play video games at the arcade, and we'd ride up and go get Subway, get the two for, or three for five subs type of thing. Oh, man. That's the good old days. (laughs) They were two fifty each, except for on Sundays when the Bills were playing or something like that. You get an extra sub, and we'd have three of us come up with the money. (laughs) See, you're saying we're spoiled with the video games. You guys are spoiled with with life (laughs) back then. Back then, I would ki- uh, I would kill to be able to be an adult during the eighties and nineties and actually be able to appreciate all that stuff. I, and I do, and and like I said, my my childhood was totally different than than my kids' childhood yeah. right now. My Com- kids don't even freaking leave the house hardly. I mean, partly for freaking a whole two years of COVID, right? You know, um, partly the fact that I'm now in West Seneca and it's not the closest to drive anywhere over there. It's not super far, but it's not the closest to drive anywhere. Yeah. So, like, even their friends are, like, a half mile, almost a mile walk down the road to go to there. So they have a hard time getting over there where when I was in um, even North Buffalo or in um, in Amherst there, I'd hop on my bike and it was a quarter mile and I'd, I'd have to go six somewhere. or eight yeah. friends to go Oh, there, there was so much more in this. In the, and you know, it was the two area. miles to the Boulevard Mall for me. Right. That's that's nothing. Now kids see a bike and they're like, mm-hmm. what the heck is that? Like, my kids <laughs> can't even hardly ride them. Right. They, they sort of know, but they kind of don't. And, like, it's it's scary. <laughs> it's a whole different world that they're going to grow up in. I mean, by the time they actually get – I mean, my oldest is old enough to drive right now. If he'd get a job, he'd be driving my wife's standard car. Yeah. But that's probably going to be one of the last standards around by the time it happens. So he'll know how to drive a semi-truck at the end of World War Three ever breaks out. But And we get him taught early enough. Right, right. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. It, it is a different generation. That's why that Rich Moreno was mentioning you. He he does a lot of like movie and sci. He does some sci some sci fi talk on his show, but broad pop culture. And him and his son do it. It's called the Next of Kin, and it's cool to hear their different perspectives on things. And they, they do a really good job job with that. But yeah, that it's you know that's that's an important facet. You know, I mean, a lot of that stuff tried to warn us ahead of time. Yeah. A lot of this stuff tried to order the climate change, which is going to be a big deal here, right? Very shortly. It's not science fiction, as some of you may believe. Um, it's becoming much more science fact. But we were saying back in the seventies. I remember learning about this in in elementary school. Yeah, the possibility of us changing our own environment to the point where it makes it unlivable. Right. I mean, if we're up here and we're actually thinking about the winter here in Buffalo, New York, it's been six weeks worth of winter, probably. 
That's like what sixty degrees out right now yeah. outside. I think we're just get a windstorm, but but it's pretty warm. Windstorm, but it doesn't look like it's going to get much more. I mean, like we might get another right. It's March. Too, yeah, we might not get much more snow. Um, I remember it snowing so bad for Halloween all the time. Like we would go out on yeah. our winter coats half the time, and then we'd have to unzip our winter coats to get the candy type of stuff. I do. Yeah, I do. I do remember those days. Um, I remember as a kid it's snowing. Overnight on June first, like it still got up to like fifty during the day. Yeah, but it was just like I walked out, and then I'm like, "There's snow on the freaking ground. What is going on?" <laughs> and I'm sure everybody gets to that point. Like my wife is at this point right now. There's still snow on the ground. I'm like, "Yeah, but it's only like March. It's not like- right." There's still some time for some snow. Yeah, you know, it is crazy. It is crazy. So I mean, it's happening out there, guys. And you've been warned. Um. Books. What kind of science fiction books do you like? Science fiction books. Are you just a comic book person? I am a comic book guy. I used to be heavy into reading, like reading actual, like physical books. And again, it's it's a lot of it's goes back to my love of Star Wars. There's a, like I love the amount of good and quality Star Wars books, right? Um, but yeah, I used to find so much time to to sit down and read and enjoy a book when. when Elementary, I mean, I, I did it beyond that, but elementary school, they're like, you have to read, you have to read, have, which I understand. Definitely make that point, but it's like, you have to do this, this, this. It makes it, like, not fun in a way. I totally get that. When, when th- something's like, like something that you love is forced, like, it, it just takes away from the fun factor. But um, that's why I never read the books I was supposed to read. I read the Cliff Notes and read a bunch yes. of other books. <laughs> that's but, what a lot of people just do. But. <laughs> Teachers, you know, educators, keep that in mind. Now, I really some like, of I, them do have it in mind, but they, they do. also have a curriculum that they have they do. to teach. Board to. of education members, let's do that. One. Yes. let's say that. So board board those of education, are the more difficult states. ones to actually use. States yes. and all that kind of stuff is how do you keep a mind? How do you keep an open mind though in, in education? Like, what do we teach? What do we not teach? Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly I mean, it's certainly it's it's one of those 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 tough big question things. Do we have but. to teach AIs, and when are we going to start teaching AIs? Right, they I don't mean, teach cursive anymore. Kids don't get taught cursive anymore. Like I said, I'm going to bring on this this transforming automatic transforming Optimus Prime that's voice activated. When I was a kid, that was like a wet dream to even have type of thing. Like you just did not. It have was just all that. Time. It was a dream. Yeah, and 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 now it's so available. I mean. That was science fiction back then, and now it's science fact. That AI is coming, people. Yeah, we are going to be talking to robots sooner than later. Yeah, um, your phone companies are already trying to get you to do it. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. You know, it's yeah, it's it's wild. It is it's, it is it's wild. Totally wild to think about. When but you really think about it. Oh, it is. But yeah, Star Wars books, hands down. That's one of the things I've. I mean, Star Trek does this well too. But the 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 time gaps in between a lot of the the Star Wars films, especially when I, you know, when myself growing up, you know, so it was, you know, I, I was born the the original trilogy was already set. So there's a Correct. ton of gap <laughs> before the before a New Hope, after Return of the but Jedi. But it was always gap. interesting to me, and, and I thought it was a little dumb when I when I watched the original New Hope. Yeah. It says episode four. And I'm like, what the fuck is the rest of them? <laughs> like, I want to watch these things. These things are great. Where do I, mean, I find them? Are they on the black where, market? Where, where, like, where, where, where do we find these? Yeah, they like they didn't make them, and they started with four. And I went, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it, can you imagine? What twenty years? A little more than twenty years later, they they, they started going back to the old. They trilogy. went back and finally the, original, the, the first the, the, three, the, the, the prequel trilogy. Yeah, crazy. After a couple of bad made-for-TV movies and a couple other things, they're not, they're not Ewok bad. Christmas or I whatever. Love the was Ewok, Ewok Christmas <laughs> thing. It's on YouTube. I want to watch it. Do a live reaction to it someday. <laughs> I, I did love it, but I was also sort of still in the teenager kind of like thing. I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is sci-fi. This is how little freaking. Um, aliens would look. I mean, this is great. <laughs> yeah. But the, the books filled the gaps at that time. There was, I mean, video games, there was no TV shows, cartoons when I was growing up. Clone Wars didn't hit until I was a junior. Like, the Clone Wars cartoon didn't hit until I was like a sophomore or junior in high school. Right. So if you wanted to, to fill in, and I know it sucks because a lot of that stuff is considered legends now, but. You read that stuff in between, and it kind of pieced together a lot of details. It made you appreciate certain characters more. That's what you did. You read the books, and, and you know, it, 
and that's that's why I mean I have it in here. There's tons and tons of exp- you know expanded universe that is not considered legends books that filled the gaps and made me appreciate uh, you know the characters that are already established, but also learn about new ones that have become you know big ones. Like I got all these toys up here, some of these Star Wars toys up here on the wall back here, and there's like the the Clone Emperor when he returns and stuff and like. It's it's cool, but I mean, there's obviously not time in the movies to to illustrate that. Well, I mean, those are all artistic choices, right? What, what do they keep? What do they ditch? Right. What can they do? What can't they do with the technology they have at the time? Yeah, I mean, Lucas Films was advanced for being able to produce a lot of their stuff. I really hated the '97 remake that you fell asleep in, <laughs> and with the because, 3D job of the hut. And... Uh, I didn't mind the 3D job of the hut. It was all the Extra, like they just added aliens or alien stuff in the middle of nowhere. Like it didn't, didn't make need sense. them, right? Um, eyes, uh, whatever. Uh, where do they start off? I eyes, most Eisley, most Eisley. Yes. yes. Um, that's supposed to be out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So that first one with it being kind of desolate, not a whole lot of creatures around, made you feel like it was out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. That remake, they add a bunch more aliens more and stuff in there. And it's like, where did all these people come from? Like, since when, since when is most Eisley all of a sudden? <laughs> See, I, now that you mentioned that, I don't know if I've actually seen the original copy of A New Hope. I honestly to God do not know if I've seen the original one. I have it for you. I'm you? VHS. Okay. I have a VHS player in here actually. <laughs> it's it's one of the ones that are connected to the TVs, but I'd I'd, I'd be I now that you mentioned that, I'm like I don't know if I've seen the the original 77 release. Yeah. That's crazy. And it, and it's not bad for what it is. Right. Um, but I was not a big fan. And then they re-re-released it and reduced some of the monsters and some of the stuff in there. Mm. When they came back out with it around 2007 again, I think they released it a second time. Uh, you might be. I think you might be right. I know they were. Because yeah, that were, was part of the complaints on it. It's like, what was going on with this? Like, yes, it's, after. It's, after it's like they just tried to fill up space, screen space. After Revenge of the Sith, they started. He, he started touching up a lot of the old movies. Like, he added uh, Ian, uh, Ian McDermott as uh, the Emperor number five, like the, the new, you know, the actual Emperor Darth Sidious. He started touching up a lot of those, adding Anakin's Force Ghost to Return of the Jedi, stuff like that. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's a debate for another exactly. day. Probably the area of Grievous's show whenever that comes out. But, um, but yeah, the books were, were just, yeah, it was. it was. What's your favorite fast. movie? Favorite movie? Favorite Star Wars movie. Oh, Stick with sci-fi. A, yeah. Let's. It's either. Empire or Revenge of the Sith? Empire or Revenge of the Sith? Depending on when you ask me. I love that we... So with Revenge of the Sith, I love that we know what's coming, but how do we get there? And they did it in a very cool way, action-heavy. You get the big blow-off, right? This big question uh, you know, between Obi-Wan and Vader that was established in Episode Four. Like, what was their final battle like? And what was... And we get to see it, and it was beautiful. It was masterful. But Empire, I know it's it's widely debated. In my opinion, I I, I really think Revenge of the Sith is a lot better than people give it credit for. Um, it's not bad. It has less Jar Jar in it. So. Yeah, <laughs> it did just just enough Jar Jar <laughs> at the at Padme's funeral. But um, but Empire is so cool because I mean the suspense. Like what what an epic cliffhanger. That was, to my understanding, and again, Absolutely. I wasn't around at that point, but you didn't get cliffhangers to that magnitude. Or if, not in if a any, movie. You didn't get movie. any of that kind TV of stuff TV shows, the they movie. want you to come back. They want yeah, you to come back. You would, get a TV it would make sense. Like, that was some of the debate, because that came out in 90, or 82. 80, um, 82 or Empire came out in 80. 80. 80. Empire 80. came out in 80. Yep. It was uh, Return of the Jedi. That 83. Came out. Yeah, 80. they did every three That's years back then. About. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I was only four for for that one, so I didn't really start seeing it. But I think right when uh, Return of the Jedi came out, I was old enough, and I think we had watched the first two yeah. on uh, VHS at that point in time. And then, but man, uh, to, to that. hear and that it was just that cliffhanger, and, and again, that's something that throws you off for a loop. It's not something you're you're expecting, right? Because it almost like. You know, here you think sweet old man Obi-Wan <laughs> was like being, being you know, telling Luke the honest truth. And then Vader throws this wrinkle. It's like, and it, man, it drew so much interest for Return of the Jedi. 
Like it did. even even watching it in the nineties, like just coming into it and watching it in the nineties, I was like, Oh my god, I have to see what happens in this. Right? Yeah, even though I think I knew the answer at that point, I was like, I have to I have to see how this all unfolds and, and this the dialogue and, and back and forth and man, it, it's 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 a beautiful story. When you really look at the, the you know, the the intricacies that you really break down everything. I mean, this goes back episode one, to episode six, every there's, I mean, there's, there's some, there's some things that, you know, are, are a little weird, but a lot of, there's a lot of good details in it. So. Absolutely. And you know what? Sci-fi tends to be the only place where they, they tend to do that besides anime. Right. All right. So, but that, that always begs the question as to why do you think science fiction does these cliffhangers type of things? Hmm. It is a very good question. It's a very good question because they're very dramatic, right? These cliffhangers have to be very dramatic. Um, oh, man. It's, I mean, is it like – I mean, I, I don't think sci-fi is like taboo now, right? But it's it, not, and I don't – Do you think it was, ever was it and like back then we think it was like tab, to be – because I feel well, like – listen, I am the original Revenge of the Nerd type of person. Okay. So like – when you were a nerd like that, you were definitely labeled a nerd. You were ostracized. You were bullied and picked on. Yeah, I mean, I know and I definitely was in elementary, middle school. But I mean, this is this was getting better towards. It was you know, getting better by the time you were doing it. Yeah, but you know, it, it, it's hard. Did maybe just just sell themselves? I I, I think that. I, think, I, I feel like there's a stigma I, against sci-fi. I see fi. where you're coming you from. You see what I mean? That, yeah. But that, that's the capitalism stuff that you're so used to now. Right. The original purpose behind that, because it happens in books too, particularly when you go back and read uh, older books and that kind of stuff. And again, it allows you as the reader to make the decision on how that future progresses from there. That's fair. And it, it lets you make it, – it makes you wonder. I, I think that's, that's the, it's the that's imagination. A large part of what sci-fi always did for you, right? Is make you wonder: Is this possible? How does this work? How can we make it work? I mean, there were so many advances because of sci-fi and all that kind of stuff. And we think um, when we're looking at like something like an MRI machine or that kind of stuff, um, the original concept was there ahead of time when we're talking about transporters and you're scanning people's bodies right, right back in original Star Trek in the sixties. Yeah. And then they're they're going in like, well, how do we make this possible type of thing? So that's really oh, the man, sci-fi I can't wait that I takes. love is just those things that are kind of close to being there that aren't there yet. Right. I got gotcha. you. Uh, but it, it, it goes widely range in a lot of stuff, too. For instance, like um, you do know, and I'm going to save the rest of the conversation for when I have my weapons expert on here. Um <laughs> But they have weapons out there. Will tell you how many rounds you got left. Yes, and that kind of stuff. That was it's sci-fi. a sci-fi concept. It right? was a sci-fi concept beforehand from uh, aliens and that kind of stuff. It's true. Another aliens nineteen seventies movie type of thing. Like uh, maybe I did arrive kind of in the golden age of. Oh, you definitely sci-fi. did. It was as just pure. I don't. I don't feel like it was like cheap in the sense that, uh, and I. I it's, I think how the do acting I was it? better in a lot of it. I think the acting was better, and it wasn't so like everyone's not like, oh, bandwagon. Let's just throw a bunch of sci-fi like stuff out there. If you did sci-fi, I feel like in that era, it's because you really, really cared about that 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 genre, that genre, and, and that product, and right. the story, and you tried to match yourself to that story, or at least put yourself in that world. Correct. If you're not matching the story, one hundred percent. Yeah. Where nowadays I feel like, you know, and I know we keep going back to the capitalistic thing, but people will just spit out a sci-fi movie just just to entertain. And it doesn't have to, like, be good, it, but just to kind of... You want a perfect example? Um, Firefly. Firefly. What is... Fox. Okay. Released a single season of Firefly, a space western cowboy, kind of based off of um, Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Type of thing. Um, weren't really bounty hunters, and and you go back and if you watch Serenity, have you seen the sci-fi movie Serenity? I, I don't know if I have or not. Who's it? Um, uh, the guy who plays Castle. Um, he's also mentioned in Big Mouth all the time. I can't. I may. I I may have. I that movie sounds familiar. His name. Um, he was the um the the space cowboy for sci-fi. 
and it was all about money for when that came out. So people didn't even find because they didn't spend any money on advertising. They didn't spend anything like this. They spent all their money on sets and developing a good story. And it was a phenomenal story that nobody knew about. Right. And ended up getting canceled because of that. And it's shameful. It's um, no, it's shameful. So um, there's there's still talk about it. Somebody uh, was mentioning on the news here a possible re-release of it. I wouldn't hold your breath for that, guys. <laughs> um, Clickbait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but Futurama, they got the original Bender back. Yes, that was a big debate. That was a big – and it was a fair. It was a completely fair you know, um, discussion. But um, – he got his. He got what he asked for, allegedly. He got his, so got his job back. He got what he wanted for it. Um, Futurama is a more good f- show. It was really good show, and it's another great many sci-fi late nights. Piece. Many yes, it is many many late nights watching that one <laughs> on Adult Swim. That was before all the weird stuff like Squid Billies came on, but <laughs> Futurama was more my speed. <laughs> I, I I love that. I did not watch Squid Billies. Like I saw a couple episodes. I'm like, uh, this is dumb. <laughs> I need to be on drugs to enjoy this. <laughs> you know what you need to be on drugs to enjoy? It was uh, Beavis and Butthead. I was not allowed to watch that as a kid. Understand uh, MTV. So. Yeah. Uh, and they all that's all they talked about too was doing drugs. And all that kind of, I thought it was great when they did it kind of in the background and they were doing that kind of stuff as an add on thing for original MTV where they still played music videos on MTV instead of Good whatever times. the crap they play now. Ridiculousness for 24 hours. Ridiculousness and, isn't bad. I the love it, but when they it's keep the only show. It it's the only it's show. the only one where the goddamn on the show. <laughs> It's, and the whole I, series, like I, this, this Jersey Girls or whatever the heck they they have going on with all that stuff. The whole Jersey oh, Shore, Jersey Shore, like, sixteen and cares? pregnant. Who cares? I, I mean, like when you're a teen, maybe you sort of care. Like, ooh, this is a great example of what not to do. Uh, lived out by people making way more money than my parents are for some dumb reason. <laughs> but yeah, I. MTV, MTV is trash. It absolutely is. Um, what else was I going to say? Is there anything else I was going to talk about? I think it was a good little intro to kind of let you guys know how the shows are going to go. Towards the end of the shows, I was going to mention all upcoming releases, like the Orville was coming back in the middle of May. Um... There's a couple of sci-fi things coming out of this thing, but my problem is I left my dang notes at home. <laughs> so we will bring it in. We will be better prepared for the next one. Hopefully I won't be woken up at 2 a.m. by my brother saying, hey, pick me up at the hospital. Um, so I am better prepared for the next one. Um, Please like, share if you like this stuff. Give me some hints. Give me, tell me what you guys want to hear more about. Yeah, reach um, out. That's a that's a big thing for us pot us podcasters. Not just this show, but anybody. We want to like hear that we're doing good, or hear uh, or what topics you want me to discuss. Yeah. I'll be happy to stay more on topic instead of all over the place. Somewhat, um, I'm still going to be somewhat all over the place. So you're going <laughs> to have to just accept that as it is. Um. So, again, like, follow, and share. Follow me on all my mediums. Like I said, I will be on YouTube. I will be on Facebook, Spotify, all the... Yeah, um, we'll, we'll make sure we put the link in the description for, for everybody, too. So, make sure, yeah, definitely look out for that. Uh, do you have anything else? Any final statements? Any um, final well, first and foremost, dude, thanks for choosing me uh, and our, our network to kind of be a part of this. I know it's like... It, Podcast studios aren't very prominent, but I always get excited when people are like, yeah, I trust you with this. So seriously, thank you very much. It means a lot because, I don't know, I, I get emotional about this place sometimes about, you know, you know, is it worth it? And uh, it's it's always really cool when I get new people. So it reminds me that it is worth it. So thank you for that. Um, I'm excited to see what you do with this show. This is the first of its kind, I would dare so say. It, it, and, and it, this, and the, and our and network, this network. And actually, when I, I searched, because I wanted, hey, what is other people doing on this stuff? I don't find a lot of sci-fi stuff out there. I find some. It's probably more so like a specific to a, spy, a, a, like a sci-fi franchise or something. I'm sure there's a Sometimes billion Star Trek of, yeah. podcasts. There's a ton of Star Wars ones. So like it's it's one of those things. But if you if you can be like the news source for a lot of it, then I think it goes Yeah, I want to talk about video games and how they um, 
one when they're releasing, when they're coming out with stuff. I know I had a video game release that I didn't get to mention. Yeah. Um, so you will hear all this stuff next week. So again, it should be news in the beginning, discussion with my panelists or just myself, depending upon if I get somebody to come out or not. And then um, releases at the end so that you guys can figure out if you want to see something else that comes up and let me know if you want to talk about any of those releases that you hear. I'll make sure I sit down and spend some time to watch that stuff so I can give you my honest to goodness opinion on these things. Yeah. Well, from what I hear from Tyler and Aaron, you're a straight shooter. So thanks. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing in this world. No, no BS. So, um, yeah, dude, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, back next week. Be I think, back next week. Yeah. Uh, recording Sunday. It's releasing Tuesdays. It looks like. Yes, sir. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I need at least YouTube, a two day gap. YouTube may come out a little bit earlier. It may come out a little bit later, depending upon uh, what we figure out with stuff. We still have to finish some final audio stuff at the end here. So we're going to discuss that off air. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thanks. Oh, and I should be putting together a making of a podcast video thing here. I'm going to snap some pictures and um, give you guys an idea of how you can start your own podcast here. Maybe at the studio. If you Maybe. Want. I wouldn't hate it. All right. Take <laughs> it easy.